I grew up in South Texas, more widely known as the Rio Grande Valley. I'm the youngest of three kids and we all lived with our mom and stepdad in a great big red brick house. It was quite a culture shock moving from the piney woods of East Texas all the way to the flat, desert-like land of the RGV. There were hardly any trees, mostly just palm trees and shrubs. We saw a cactus here and there, and the wildlife consisted mostly of jackrabbits, rattlesnakes, and armadillos. When we started school, we learned quickly that the people there were superstitious to say the least. I was in second grade when we moved into that house on Jackie Street, and right from the beginning, I felt uneasy. I used to be a happy-go-lucky kid with nothing to worry about. I made friends with all the neighborhood kids, and I even became best friends with a girl who lived directly behind us. She had the most superstitious family out of anyone I have ever met. She was the oldest of four girls, and their mother was very overly protective, at least in my eyes. She wouldn't let them watch Harry Potter because it is associated with witchcraft. They went to church three times a week, and they didn't celebrate Halloween. With all that being said, the mom loved to tell ghost stories and Mexican folklores. It was the one cool thing about her, and the thing I loved most about visiting their home. One night, she told us the story of La Mujer La Chuza. Basically, in my own words, it's about a witch or a bruja that can turn into a large owl. Typically, it will transform into an owl with a woman's head, or a large owl the size of a human with a few things that are off-putting. If you see a lechuza, you're supposed to pray for your life in Spanish and it will supposedly leave you alone. It's also been known to make a whistling sound, like a human whistling. If you answer it back with a whistle of your own, the lechuza will swoop down and carry you away. If you wake up in the morning and see large scratches on your doors or windowsills, it means that the lechuza was there and is coming for you, so you must prepare yourself accordingly. I can't whistle, and my friend's mom knew this, so she would jokingly tell me I wouldn't have anything to worry about. She would also lovingly tell us, my friend and I are gorditas, so we couldn't be carried away as easily. After years of hearing this story in various ways from teachers, other friends' parents, and in books, it was about as stuck in my head as any old wise tale. I would get excited hearing about it around Halloween at school. It was just another scary story and would give us kids an adrenaline rush. I never thought those stories would one day become a reality for me. It happened the summer of fifth grade. My best friend and I were on her trampoline. It was summer, so we were up kind of late, maybe around 10 p.m., and it was a full moon. We spent time talking and looking at the stars until we heard whistling. We knew not to whistle back. Instead, we lay there, frozen, still looking at the sky and listening intently to the whistling coming from the distance. I look at my friend and she is paralyzed. She's praying in Spanish and squeezing my hand as tightly as possible. A few minutes go by and we hear more whistling, getting closer. My friend stops praying and says we should get inside. I agreed without hesitation and we start inching towards the edge of the trampoline to escape. In that moment I hear it, and I'll never forget the bone-rattling sound and the twisted image that scarred me for life. We felt the wind from its wings and saw it just maybe 15 feet above our heads. A huge snowy white owl, maybe 12 feet wide from wingtip to wingtip, floating right above us. Its eyes were jet black and it mostly looked like an owl, but its feet were human. It had huge human feet with long black talons that seemed to twitch as its cold demonic eyes stared down at its prey. It locked eyes with me and let out a screech. My heart jumped up to my neck and I had never ran inside a place so fast. We cried together while praying as we heard it continue to flap around outside. We held on to each other with her rosary in our hands and continued praying as loudly as we could. 
All of a sudden, it was gone. On to its next victim. We were too strong for it to take on. We're both terrified of owls to this day. We don't even look at them in books. Every time I see one, I think of the face of the Lechuza. Almost human, and almost owl. A strange demonic hybrid not of this world. Believe the tales, don't go outside alone, and never respond to strange whistling. Something just might snatch you up and carry you far, far away. This is an account posted on Reddit by user Original Sydney in early 2020. Today we'll be discussing the owl witch, Lala Chusa, and that is Freak Deaky. Babe, I'm gonna be gassy tonight. Like, Perfect beginning to this episode. Oh, Are we recording? I uh, just started when Heather tuned in with "Sorry, babe, I'm a bit gassy tonight." <clears throat> Classic. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Michael's so Heather. lucky. Do you think when before Muhammad Ali was Muhammad Ali, and they called him Cassius Clay, but he farted? Do you think his friends called him Gaseous Clay? Probably. Something I would do for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. Today we're going to be discussing La Lechuza. An owl witch, to be exact. It originates in, you know, Mexican folklore. And uh, if you ask me, between them and Native Americans, they have the best folklore. They do. Mm -hmm. Though Irish is also up there, too. You know what? A lot of folklore. I love folklore in general. Folklore is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Have to agree. I don't remember where I heard this. I think it was recently. It was within the last few years, for sure, that I heard about this thing. I was like, damn, that's terrifying. <laughs> just, uh, half owl, half half witch from uh, from Mexican folklore is just about as creepy as it gets. Oh, yeah. That cold open made me like mentally know, okay, learn a prayer in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> just should keep that in the memory bank in case I need to. Word just off anything. Yeah. So but I if figured, it's not a Spanish owl, then it won't listen to you. It's like, sorry, bro, only know Spanish. And I'll probably be dead at that point because yeah. I'm a big baby and I'll I think I have a heart attack. Oh. Like I'm, I'm a gordito, so I would, I would be all right. It would have a hard time. <laughs> it would have a hard time taking me away. Take that. Well, my nickname is Feather, so light as a feather. Yeah, I was born three pounds, so light as a heather. Yeah, my parents they thought I was gonna be a boy, so they were like, eh. You were tiny, and we thought the name Heather, and then you became Heather Feather, and you were a three-pound baby, and yeah. Ta-da. Here I am. And here you are. Terrified of birds. Makes sense. They're evil. So to, to kind of dive into this, you know, I'll, I'll go over a brief rundown of the history, the lore behind Lala Chusa, and we will get into a couple stories, different accounts of people experiencing what they claim to be Lala Chusa. And yeah, so I guess sit back and enjoy the exact origin of this particular lore is difficult to pinpoint. The story of Lalachusa has been told a number of different ways over the years. There's some that believe Lalachusa is an old witch that sold her soul to the devil in exchange for magical powers and the ability to transform into a large bird, identifiable only by her head, which is that of a hideous old woman. Some legends state that multiple women act as a Lachusa in their territories, flying through the night to find their prey. 
Yet another version of the story claims she was once a witch murdered by the locals and took this form to seek revenge on those that wronged her. Others claim that she is the vengeful spirit of a woman that returned from the grave for the sole purpose of tormenting the living, and there are even those that believe she has the ability to summon electrical storms. Like an X-Men. <clears throat> Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of different lore. The origin of this type of belief goes back to pre-Hispanic times. In the Mayan culture, there was the Tunkulachu. Probably got that wrong, but... The close tung- en- close tung- enough. Yeah. Tunkulachu, or the owl which was a bird associated with the Zabalba, the Mayan underworld, believed to be a harbinger of death. In Egypt, the owl symbolized death, night, cold, and passivity, while in China it was the announcer of calamities. In Argentina, they believed in Kachiru, an evil divinity that has the shape of an owl that snatches the souls of men when they die and turns them into ghosts. Other cultures connected to the folklore of Chile and Argentina In addition to Basque countries, Japan, and among Romans and Romanians, owls are considered symbols of bad luck, death, and bad omens. It is believed that when an owl sings, it is announcing death and doom. Seeing them fly by day would be the worst of luck for their culture. Pretty interesting. Owls have always been kind of creepy. They are are a very creepy, strong, terrifying bird. They're huge up close, too. Like, we, I was just... uh, Two years ago, I was living off the road system out in Big Lake at my parents' place, you know, on the cabin, driving the back road to like where we, our trail where we'd walk. I remember seeing something out of the corner of my eye and all of a sudden just, it swooped down. I've never seen like many owls. You'll hear them up here a lot, but you don't see them. Mm-hmm. And it swooped right down in front of my minivan. I was driving and went across and I could not believe the wingspan. And then when you see it up in the tree, I'm like, it doesn't look that big, but yeah, huge birds and yeah. terrifying. Like their big eyes and how they can turn their head around and. What I thought was funny is saying it's a symbol of bad luck and with, you know, Bohemian Grove Mm. using that is a lot of their symbolism. So interesting with bad luck and that tie. And when they talk about seeing the owl during the day, the reason I think maybe ancients ancients would connect that to bad luck or an omen would be that if you're seeing an owl fly around during the day, that's probably a sick owl, Mm. which might mean maybe what it's eating is sick. And then Maybe what it's, it's just an insomniac owl. It could be. They can't hunt during the day like they can at night because they can't sneak up the same way. They can't see as well. So it's a sick animal. If it got sick from other animals somehow, you know, in the ecosystem in that local area, that might mean that their crops have issues or people are going to start catching other sicknesses. So you could see by seeing that, like, or a bat during the day, there's yeah, something wrong with it. A lot with owls and when they get sick, um, is what they're finding in a lot of the like rat poison and stuff. Uh, so yeah, because then you know they eat the mouse and then right. they and, get sick. And yeah. back then they would eat something diseased. Yeah, that's in the environment that mm-hmm. would probably be connected to the ancient people somehow because they lived so close to the earth. So you could see you know some that being a, a doom spelling event. Yeah, cause yeah. They thrive on mice and stuff, and those things carry a lot of. Right. Yeah. Do you think that from eating these diseased things or whatever, they could perhaps grow human feet? I don't think that the people were connect, connect, correct Mm -hmm. in saying they saw human feet. Well, they did obviously to themselves see human feet. Yeah. But in my way of thinking, I'm just going to being scared, help them create things that weren't there. Yeah, because it'd be it'd be hard for me to, to misidentify owl talons for human feet, especially, you know. It's a big ass owl. Some people think that they, by seeing an owl, have seen the Mothman or an alien. 
So it's just depend like the perspective. I mean, if you see an an owl with human feet, well, then I think get a picture of it again. Yeah. And then we have a problem. That is something you really see. I think that's kind of the strange thing with this particular um, entity is that there are reports of not just like like that cold open story was kind of the weird factor was the human feet. You know, it was big and it had human feet. But a lot of the stories are also regular owl feet or talons or whatever, but has an old lady's face, which to me sounds a lot creepier than, you know, human feet. But it didn't just say old lady. It said like ugly old lady. So she wasn't a looker. So. Which is uh, a witch. probably an archetypal story throughout history is the crone. Well, later on in this episode, you're actually going to be diving into some of the similar lore throughout the ages. You will enjoy that for sure. I, I saved that part for you because I'm like, Christian's going to get a kick out of this. He's going right. to want to talk about this. So that is for you. Uh, for the time being, we have another account that Heather's going to be gracing us with. This is from Thought Catalog. I swear on my life, I saw that bird. I saw it when I was about 9 or 10. I lived south of San Antonio along 35 between two little towns called Von Ormy and Little. I was at home alone waiting for my dad to get home from work. I was on the couch watching Spongebob. It was a bit late. The sun had set maybe an hour or so before. But the moon was full and let everything around enough that you could see like a dim light was on. My grandma's house was on the same plot of land about a few hundred yards in front of my house. I looked out the window because I saw movement near her back door. I thought my dad had stopped by there first and was walking home. I ran outside on the front porch to wave at him and yell hello, but it wasn't my dad out there. I saw this massive bird. I mean, this thing had to have been the size of a big bird from Sesame Street. My kid memory might have been exaggerating that a little, but it was huge, much bigger than any hawk or buzzard I've seen before. It was sitting on the picnic table in my grandma's yard and it was looking dead at me. I froze, but didn't feel too scared. I was just really interested in this giant bird outside. It was jet black. All I could see was the outline of it and the eyes shining in the moonlight. I slowly went back inside and peeked at it through the window on the front porch. I was so amazed by it. I had never seen anything like it. We stared at each other like this for minutes. Suddenly, it spread its wings and flew away. I told my dad about about it when he got home about an episode of Spongebob 15 minutes or so later, and he laughed it off. But I told my grandmother next morning while eating breakfast, and she went crazy. She started saying prayers and rubbing eggs on me and stuff, and she told me the story of La Lechuza, which I had never heard before. It sent shivers down my spine, knowing that it was staring at me so intensely. After thinking about it for a few days, though, I started to wonder, maybe if I was, it wasn't there to hurt me, but to warn me about something. Sure enough, a few weeks later, a huge storm came through. There was a funnel cloud nearby, but it never actually touched down. The winds did do a lot of damage to my house, but my grandma's was completely untouched. And that picnic table was the only piece of furniture outside that wasn't blown away. Pretty interesting. Thunderbird. Yeah, I kind of thought about that too. Just, I mean, it could just be like a, I mean, it was, we kind of mentioned in the opening omens, you know, bad omens and stuff like that. So that's a, another possibility. It's fu- like this person mentioning their bad omen and all of a sudden, oh, there's a funnel cloud, but it didn't touch down and just blew things around. Yeah. That's a good example of how we connect omens to these other strange experiences we have in, in, in our lives. Yeah. Um, throughout history is you 
have something strange happen. A few weeks later, your crops die or the wind blows really hard or Uncle Ned dies and you connect it. I do think if you really try hard enough, you can find lots of connections and things, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're really. And that's what our brain is meant to do for humans Mm -hmm. is to find those patterns. That's why we are so into conspiracy theories, because we look for patterns. We find something and then we look for patterns to make connections because that is basically what humans do. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, this could have just been a, a big ass bird. Yeah. On a picnic table. You know, I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. It being that part of Texas, it's kind of surprising to hear about a big bird like mm-hmm. that. I just maybe, picture a crow. Like I yeah. picture like a big blackbird or something. Right. Well, and, and then the. Don't they have like buzzards and stuff like those? Maybe. I don't know. I'm There's, not too familiar. I mean, they're big, big like an owl in a lot of cases, sometimes bigger. But the way they described it, staring at them and standing there. They also mentioned they could have embellished the size a little bit, but. Mm. Either way, birds are surprisingly big in some cases. Here in Alaska, you see how big these eagles are sitting yeah. up in a tree sometimes, and you're just stunned. And, and then you the realize- the ravens and the crows and stuff. Right. And, like that. and you see, but then you know that, that when you find out there's birds bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the biggest one I saw is, I think I've sent you guys a picture of it. It's as big as a, a man, but that's in Asia. But owls are huge for this part of the world. Yeah. It would be terrifying. Uh, I don't want an a, owl a as size. big as a man. Yeah. Lala Chusa. Mothman. Both. Some kind of weird hybrid. Connected in that they are like both Sasquatch just regular Yeti. birds. It's, yeah. No. Yeah. That people have, in, have made evil. I, I do like the idea of Thunderbirds, though, too. I mean, if granted, the, the person did say they exaggerated, but the idea that like a Thunderbird is just kicking it like, on right. this picnic table or something, it's a fun image. And and you, there's a lot of Thunderbird, Thunderbird lore. That is something I could jump on a lot, lot easier than other things. Yeah. Maybe not that there's Thunderbirds now, but in our recent past, 100, 200 years ago, there could have been. Yeah. It's hard to believe there's still any now that we don't see, but. Well, there was a couple, you know, sightings even out here, right? Like there was a few people that have, have mentioned seeing Thunderbirds in Alaska and right. even a few places in the lower 48 and stuff. There's stories that are still out there. Well, all up. All along the West Coast, mm-hmm. the northern parts of the West Coast, coast you hear about them. Yeah. That's where a lot of the native cultures talk about Thunderbirds is the West Coast and then going up into Vancouver and in Canada and then all the way up through parts of Alaska. Yes, it's pretty interesting. So Christian, do you want to like go through some of the, the similar lore that we talked about earlier? Then this is just references through history that, that kind of sound very similar to what the um, you know, folklore is for Lalachusa. Okay, first off, we're going to start with harpies. In Greek mythology and Roman mythology, a harpy, plural, harpies or harpi, is a half-human, half-bird personification of storm winds, featured prominently in Homeric homes. Yeah, interesting with the storm winds connection there, though, with, right. with that, that last story, too. So I was like, huh, that is a nice little connection. Right. And Homeric poems, which is a nice connection to homer homer not simpson yeah but i'd also say maybe a pre-conscious human existence Mm. back during that time period moving right along to sirens sirens were believed to look like a combination of women and birds in various different forms in early greek art they are represented as birds with large women's head bird feathers and scaly feet later they were represented as female figures with the legs of birds. Sounds hot. With or without 
wings, playing a variety of musical instruments, especially harps and lyres. The 7th century Anglo-Latin catalog Liber Monstrorum, Monstro, Monstrorum, Monstrorum, Liber Monstrorum, says that sirens were women from their heads to their navels, and instead of legs, they had fishtails. The 10th century Byzantine encyclopedia Suda says that from their chest-ups, sirens had the form of sparrows, and below they were women, or alternatively, that they were little birds with women's faces. By the Middle Ages, the figure of siren had transformed into the enduring mermaid figure. Yeah, that see, that's what what because a while ago we talked about sirens and yeah, one of these you guys episodes. wanted me to get on it, and I was like, heck yeah, I grew up loving mermaids. Yeah, but the, and then I read about them being birds, and I was like, this kills it. Yeah, like, like, you know, like everyone wants to picture you know like Daryl Hannah splash like super hot mermaid, not a bird. With yeah, a tail. when I was like, well, aren't sirens just mermaids? And you like you got heated, Christian. You're like, whoa, sirens are not. I'm like, whoa, what? And like, that was the first time I heard that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Sirens aren't mermaids. I just picture like my entire childhood. I pictured, you know, people lost at sea and then this being lulled in by a siren yeah, they were like song. a gorgeous mermaid yeah. singing their nice song and they crash their boat and take over. But, you know, then Pirates of the Caribbean came out with like the creepy version of them. Yeah. For their mermaids. So like for me now picturing sirens is like half birds i'm like well what are half birds doing out in the ocean right you're like that sounds a little contradictory like Like something that's supposed to fly is now in the ocean yeah well most of the time you see those stories they're not when they talk about mermaids or sirens they're not in the middle of the ocean they're in the ocean sailing from one land they're like on a little bar you know like land right they're not that far from land most of the time really Hmm. so i mean when they go from the old world to the new world or or different parts of Europe to Africa or something like that. But most yeah. of the time they're sailing. A lot of these stories are going to come right out of the Medi- Mediterranean Sea, which is especially ancient times was large. A lot of times you're going to be close enough to the land to see birds still. True. Yeah. Some of the imagery in, in that definition of sirens, though, is wacky. Yeah. Like, can you imagine just like a woman's legs and then like a sparrow's body just plopped on top of them? That sounds weird as hell. Well, what's what also is weird is you look at all the stories from different parts of the world around these same time periods Hmm. and they have all these animals that are mixed with humans in their their imagery. You know what that points to? A mental thing? Giants. No. We're back. We're back. It does, man. No, no. I'm going to start taking notes. And we it's do not genetic engineering. It is the way people see the world around them, and via genetic engineering. If that's what they believe it is, maybe I don't that's know. what they'll see. I just need to com- compile all these thoughts. <laughs> like it's not going to make any sense. We're going to be like, here's a list of things that point to giants. I am very no. familiar with our like the stories of our genetics being manipulated to make us the humans we are yeah but you're familiar of it from like an alien standpoint right well i mean the alien standpoint also comes from some biblical standpoints and they branch off into like several different like there's i forget what his name was but i mean it's clearly not relevant to lala Chusa at all but yeah i I get where you're coming from but it it is kind of strange that there's several different right well these it shows you that these hybrids are not a new thing yeah it's not a new theory they've been there we just don't know in what way or what caused them yeah you know what's going to be interesting with the final final note on giants with the second part of giants that we do is we get to convince heather one way because you don't have any feeling towards giants or whatever right no. now right 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm we, sorry, guys. <laughs> the only episode I've never fully listened to is Giant. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So now we have the with the opportunity to sway her one way or another. Are Giants real in part two? Because now Heather's a part of the squad. So, so yeah, she's I joined in after that was already recorded. And- yeah. Well, and you sh- you're probably going to have to go back on that because Scott and I have very differing views mm-hmm. that basically end up saying, yeah, there could be Giants. Yeah. Or there could have been giants, but we come from totally different angles. But what what you will find in that episode is that Christian specifically says that giants weren't a real thing. And now what you'll find him talking about is giants could have been a real thing, which means... Yeah, didn't he just order a giant's book? Oh, yeah, I think you sent a picture. Yeah, that was... I did order a giant's book. That is more for the the crazy theories, because I think... Oh, I see. Yes, of course. Crazy theories. (laughs) It's not for for the real ones. It's for My theory about the possibility of giants is very... Evolutionary? Could be partially evolutionary, Mm -hmm. science-based, also embellishment-based. I don't know. Isn't one of the Bleafhole brothers really, really big in giants, too? Yeah. Like, on your level of, like, belief in it? Yeah. Probably, yeah. And probably a little more well-spoken. either. Uh, no, he believes exclusively in the truth, Christian. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's yeah, that. Yeah, because you're in the belief. Yeah, it's hole. literally you're the belief in the hole. hole. Oh. And they gotta, always say when you go back, like, "Hey, welcome to the hole." Yeah, you gotta go deep in the hole, Christian. Yep. Yeah, they get really. <laughs> every time I say belief hole, my husband's like, "That sounds dirty." Like, yeah, I think that's what, that's what they meant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, look at our name, the Freaky Deaky. Yeah. I promise you, you Google Freaky Deaky and don't do it. But also, yeah, do it. Do yes. not, do not Google. Just go don't. on Instagram and type in the freaky deaky and we're probably like result number 12 or something. Everything else is weird, sexual. And I'm like, oh, well, I we'll should have really considered that right in a couple weeks ago, you know? Yeah. Hey, I'm into kinky stuff. Cool. Yeah. We're like ghosts. And... We found our audience. No. Yes. Welcome. All you sex freaks. Yeah. Welcome. Okay. This, <laughs> this next little tidbit from history is for you. The freaky deaky, the weird freaky deaky. It's freak nation, Christian. Yeah, freak nation. Yeah. I think is that. Should we decide what the what the people that enjoy? Can we this make podcast? that a hashtag? Hashtag freak, freak nation. nation. But see, that's probably some other kinky weird <laughs> shit too. <laughs> we part of freak we nation. Like, oh God. Did you go to that freak nation con? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. hey, we'll take if somebody wants to hashtag something they think is is cool to yeah. call our, our our group of people. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, I've been wondering. Like, I'm. All, I tried like right on Facebook. I'm like, hey, all you freaky people, like freaky fans, trying to. Yeah. What are, What are we gonna call our peeps? Like, I know like Jaxes or Armcherries, yeah. you know, armchair expert. Like, what What have, do our people want to be? What do you called? want to be called? Yeah. All twelve of you. But please uh, let us know. There's like fourteen now, but also <laughs> it's more um, than that. No, yeah. There's the thing is we don't just have like Freak Nation is the the unit as a whole, but you have to separate that into two different clans of Freak Nation. Freak Nation is going to be separated by beliefs and on like non beliefs, right? And so like people, they're the freaks, and we're the and we're the deeks. I, I technically <laughs> have I have a belief. Mine's just the it, correct you're a freak one. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yours is just the correct one. Yes. Oh, say I always get those confused. I always yeah. think mine was the correct one, but. Either way, actually, we should preface and say for sure, if you're a member of Freak Nation, you are a family. Okay. It doesn't matter if you believe in the stuff we talk about or you don't believe in the stuff we talk about. We are kind to each other. We are open to each other's beliefs and we don't ridicule or or judge people for thinking differently than ourselves. I'd never give you a one star, Scott. Yeah. Thank you. Five stars all the way. Freak Nation fam out. No, that's not the end of the episode. Stay tuned. There's more. Oh, yeah. Swan Maidens. Swan Maidens. Which is. Just, I've never heard of, but sounds amazing. I think of like a swan princess. The swan maiden is a mythical creature who shapeshifts from human form to swan form. Makes sense. 
The key to the transformation is usually a swan skin or a garment with swan feathers attached. In folklores of this type, the male character spies the maiden, typically by some body of water, usually bathing, <gasps> then snatches away the feather garment or some other article of clothing, which prevents her from flying away or swimming away or render renders her helpless in some other manner, forcing her <laughs> to become his wife. I love how it's, you know. It's like, damn it, you took my swan skin, now I'm your wife. Yeah, dang it. That one really doesn't need much comment because... <laughs> Like it's that is weird. exactly kidnapping, yeah, and and rape, probably, probably or exactly Christian, or yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. You um, will be my yeah. wife. But also, doesn't it kind of? I don't know. Isn't that kind of similar to like skinwalkers? Like the idea of, um, like wearing something skin to become that. Well, isn't that also a, a Native American motif? Yeah, I mean, and and you also see it in parts of Europe too, but yeah, wearing yeah. the skins of the animals that you, you know, killed. And in some cases it wasn't an evil thing. It was like a, a representation of that animal and the importance to whatever culture. Yeah. I wish they would have said what the culture was that, that believed in Swan Maidens, because that, that is a really interesting thing that you have like, uh, you know, Native Americans with skinwalkers. And then you have these, presumably, I have no idea what this folklore could be, but it sounds pretty ancient the, or at least old. The Swan Maidens sounds like it comes from either the Middle East or like Europe or Europe, something, right? Yeah. yeah. Back in, in the day when it was kind of practice to take your wives in not loving ways, you know, to yeah. either take them from a, a conquered group of people and, or, you know, it just was a, a lot different back then, but it sounds like it could have come from those two, two areas, maybe yeah. parts of Africa. Well, swans are in so much of ballet and everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. Isn't there a couple of different swan ones? And the like Black a, Swan. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch that movie? I did. Not for the reasons that everyone else watched it. Though. No. I mean, I went to theaters. I thought it just sounded good. But that remember the part when she's like the feathers and freaking out? I'm like, I'm like yeah. well, it was a weird imagery. Yeah. And that one. That is a weird doozy. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, my husband hasn't even seen it. But he heard like, you know, of course, the infamous like Mila Kunis. What? Like, uh, with, no. With, maybe I do need to the, watch this movie. The thing is, it wasn't just Mila Kunis. What? It was Mila Kunis with Natalie Portman, which Green, is Green a Amidala. once in a lifetime. Padme. And it came out at the height of me being a teenage boy. So clearly I had ulterior Every motives was like... for watching the film. Yes. But still a good movie nonetheless. It, it's been a year. Hmm? I can't believe how long that. Yeah. It's a while ago. It has yeah. been a while. Yeah. We all got old. Anyway, Thanks, Swan Maidens, super <laughs> interesting. Well, speaking of old, let's segue right into an old tale from America. Mothman, otherwise known as a large owl, in West Virginia folklore, the Mothman is a creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 15, 1966 to December 15, 1967. The first newspaper report was published in the Point Pleasant Register dated November 16, 1966 titled, Couple See Man-Sized Bird Creature Something. The national press soon picked up on the reports and helped spread the story across the United States. The Mothman was introduced to a wider audience by Gray Barker in 1970 and was later popularized by John Keel in his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, claiming that there were supernatural events related to the sightings and a connection to the collapse of the Silver Bridge. In 2017, there were a slew of reports in Chicago of alleged Mothman sightings. An April 16, 2017 sighting of a humanoid owl creature one night at Humboldt Park in Chicago. Several witnesses reported seeing a two-foot-tall human-like owl. Other witnesses swore the humanoid bird was over six feet tall 
and black with huge red eyes. Two witnesses in particular swore that what they witnessed was actually Lalachusa. And I know where you're going to go with this in particular with those reports, because, you know, as the same with any time you have multiple people recounting a story, odds are there's going to be discrepancies, right? People claim they saw different things at the same event, right? But also, isn't it strange that some people said it was two feet tall and other people say, oh, this thing was six feet tall. Like, that's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. But if you look at like witness testimony, a lot of times you'll see big differences in what they saw. And they would have sometimes they're standing right next to each other. Uh, It doesn't surprise me the size difference. It just, you know, I'm surprised we don't see more of that when we hear like crazy stories Mm. We that it doesn't it if you watch like a crime drama on on TV they're going to talk when they're presenting evidence it's all the evidence that kind of matches but what they throw out is yeah the guy had his hair was down to his shoulders and everybody else says he was close cl- had close cut hair it's just, I think yeah. it's that's a natural problem with the human brain and remembering stuff that they witnessed yeah for sure that yeah that's definitely a possibility and that could um, be separate from whether this cr- creature was an owl or yeah a man or a Soviet spy flying around Point Pleasant in the 66. Yeah. Maybe that feather you had in your house is actually a Lechuza feather. Well, that's fun to now think about. Now people are thinking, uh, you know, hearing accounts of them being black. Yeah. You know, you, you better start your span practicing your Spanish. Yeah, get that Spanish prayer down, Scott. I got, I got McDonald's Spanish still memorized from working there for six years for whatever that's worth. I can tell you all the condiments on a burger, no problemo. Oh, yeah. I want to hear it. Hit hit us with it. You want me just to- Yeah, tell me. Just all the uh, condiments. some pepinos yeah. as pickles. I think cerboyas is onions. Lechuga, not to be confused with. Lechuza is lettuce. Maybe they're the same. So. Oh, you think it's all a big, giant, half woman, half lettuce? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, one, one thing that was super interesting with that, that story was- um, like I'd never heard a connection between Mothman and Lalachusa before. And so so hearing that some people saw this thing, were like, I'm mm, pretty sure that was Lalachusa. It shows not only that, I mean, they probably were culturally different than the people that said it was definitely Mothman. But the fact that this was, or it's been a thing that's been around for a while, apparently. So, And what was it called in other places? I mean, we've harpies. already discussed Thunderbirds. Yeah, Harpies. Harpies. I mean, yeah. Swan Maiden. Was there something in our past that imprinted it within our like genetic memory, these large birds and the fear they instilled? Mm. I mean, if you go through it like with evolution, then what could have been maybe these genetic memories are things that were hired, hardwired into our pre human ancestors that were maybe running around trees with trees. large with large animal, large birds flying over it. And we were their meal. Yeah, I think you've touched on that before, saying that like there's a natural fear, like if something flies over you, to be right and terrified the, or something. And one of the theories is that it's an ancient memory that you, all of a sudden you are prey. You know, it, you and your body and brain and heart reacts similarly to what a rabbit would in the same situation, mm. where you kind of freeze for a second and you're right on the edge of that fight or flight um, mode. Yeah. So you know. No, the wonder birds creep us out so much. I don't. I'm, you guys are both creeped out by birds. Well, now you, if you weren't creeped out by birds before, now that you know how easily they spread disease that could turn into a, a pandemic worse than what we're in now. Mm. Mm. Have you ever watched Bird Box? Because after watching that, I was convinced if that ever happened, I would have been surrounded by all the birds. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it. Oh, you These have to. Good, if anything, uh, for the memes. Do it for the memes. Christian. Do it because I. 
I, I still see him to say like I said to my husband and I crack up. Especially like when they just put Bernie Sanders in that one with his mittens in the oh, boat gosh. with Sandra Bullock. I just crack up every time. I'm like, <laughs> the memes are like, you know, my kid's not listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> but our, our our fear of birds, is that a common thing? Like, are a lot of people scared of birds? Yeah, I think so. Really? I, I see a lot of people get uneasy because like, I think it's the like that flapping wings noise. And mm. I, I honestly think it goes like deep rooted, um, the predator prey type thing. Yeah, because like any animals, like even dealing with reptile rant here, when you re- go to like touch them, they always say, "Go at them from this, never come down." Yeah, on animals because of that predatory <coughs> fear, right? Because yeah. that's where a and lot I of the predators come I think you have something that, like, yeah, it's scary when they make that wing noise, that flapping, and they start, you know, flapping their wings, yeah. and they have sharp claws. Talons, their yeah. beaks. A lot of birds have really sharp beaks too. They can do some oh, damage. Yeah. Like they are some scary. Uh, random question: have, have either of you ever been shit on by a bird? Yes. Uh, do you believe it's good luck or do you believe, nope, just got shit on by a bird? That's what I I think a bird just like, oh. Yeah. And then I make a story up in my mind how he's flying away laughing with his buddies because that's what I would do. It always makes me angry when you wash your car and then it happens. Like, yeah. really? You, you guys want to hear a fun one. Uh, I was once, I think, getting coffee with my friend and old roommate, Janae, in Vegas. And we'd always go to town square and I'd get like a boba tea. She'd get a coffee or whatever. And we'd just sit there. Enjoy it. Shout out Janae if you're listening. There was this one time, and she probably remembers it well because it infuriated me. But we were sitting there and just, you know, we're talking, shooting the shit, whatever. And a bird shits directly on my right shoulder, right? Mm. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me right now. And we're, we continue talking for like five minutes, 10 minutes, or whatever. And a bird shits directly on my left shoulder twice in like a matter of minutes. I got shit on on both shoulders by this bird. And I've never forgiven. I've been shit on by birds like six times in my life. And let me tell you, I do not feel like a lucky man for having it happen. No, because the Luchuza put that curse on you. They put yeah. that feather in your house. There's just a this target on my back. Yeah, it's yeah. like shit on this guy. It's like if you see this guy walking around, I don't care yeah. what he's doing, shit on him. Let it go. Yeah. yeah. No, my dad, uh, my uncle actually, he was bald and he got shit on the head like he was walking in just that hot, <laughs> just splat. My dad was like, it was like a target for him. Yeah. <laughs> I've stuck my hand in it before, and it's really gross. It is. It's got a weird texture to it. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're like reptiles. Um, they they call it like a colloquia. Like it's where they they pee and they poop at the same time, out the same. Yeah. Just and if you've ever if been you hunting, sometimes when those birds come flapping out of those bushes, there's a trail of stuff coming out of its rear. What do you think that stuff is? No. <laughs> oh, skeet, skeet. <laughs> It's the last of their life force before the hunter. You scared the shit out does, of does, Yeah, literally. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you know where the saying came you. from. <laughs> Disgusting. It yeah. happens. So shit happens. Literally, <laughs> constantly in my Hugh case. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. So this. <laughs> I want to go jump in one thing, please, really quick. Yes. We see some of these stories. We do. And then we'll go back a little bit farther, not quite to biblical times, but to the years after that, when yeah. humans started interpreting what they thought angels were mm. and all of a sudden there are these big winged beings that c- come across similarly to these descriptions kind of but th- but biblical angels are a lot freakier than uh... that's what i'm saying it's <laughs> later on when humans started yeah. interpreting a nicer more beautiful angel with those pretty angelic yeah. wings they're like guys these angel pictures keep freaking everyone out can yeah. we make them can we beautify these angels a little bit which is probably some 
but they're similar in description to these stories. Yeah, yeah. No, the the ones that always get me, it's like it's a a, a wheel. It's like a wheel angel, and it's like these rotating wheels, and it has four wings on each side and eyes all over its body. I'm like, well, here's to hope, and I never see that thing. Holy crap! No thanks. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. So this concludes the um, bird shit and angel discussion of La- our Lala Chusa episode. Uh, I will kind of move into those two are not connected. Yeah, fun to to talk about regardless. While trying to track down personal encounters with alleged Lachuzas, I stumbled across an article. Although the article itself didn't yield any significant results, while scrolling through the comments, I found a particularly interesting paragraph written by a man claiming that his wife was actually a practicing Lachuza. While it's certainly not out of the realm of possibilities for people to make bizarre, baseless claims on the internet, looking at you, Ricky Tiki Taco. Let it go. Okay. I don't want to hear that name. We're doing well if we have some bad comments here. Dad's getting yeah. after us, Scott. We got to stop it. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> okay. I, I thought it'd be worth including this expert expert this excerpt to get your guys' opinions on it. It reads as follows. What I'm about to tell you will sound incredibly strange. My common-law wife is a Mexican witch and that's turns strange. into... That is pretty strange. Yes. And that's it. That was the whole story. No. Um, <laughs> My common-law wife is a Mexican witch and turns into a lechuza. Wait. Okay, please, Christian. What? What? What can I? Isn't can I it help strange you? that he has to start that sentence with "my common-law wife"? Yeah, because clearly he doesn't want to actually say he's married. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. He, Wait until he's the not, story. He's like, just in case y'all want to, yeah, slide in my DMs. Yeah. It's technically, a I'm wife. still single. Yeah. Legally. If you're not a witch, yeah. hit me up. We don't like labels, but it's yeah. common-law for sure. Yeah. I got you. Yes. Okay. My common-law wife, third time's charm. My common-law life, my life. Is it a charm? Nope, fourth time. My common-law wife is a Mexican witch and turns into a lechuza. She also puts hexes on people, though I've made her stop most of this. She has caused people to have serious car accidents, too. I sort of interviewed her about the transformation and other questions about it. She states that she first has to remove all of her clothes... She also says that she doesn't like to transform because her whole body aches afterward. I leave sometimes on a bicycle, and there is indeed often a white owl that seems to be trailing me, stalker. I lived in this city for 15 years before I met her, and never once saw those owls in the city. Now I see them frequently in bizarre, unlikely places, but particularly on nights when we have a fight and I leave. When I go for my outdoor exercises at night, I'll even ask her to please, please don't follow me in the air because it's invading my privacy. And I have a girlfriend on the side because you're just my common law wife. Yeah. When I took a vacation on the other side of the country where my mom lives, I noticed for the first time there was no presence in the air or the feeling of being being watched. My wife, common law wife, informed (laughs) me she is unable to travel that far with her powers. My wife is an authentic Mexican witch and lechuza. I'm very glad she has stopped most of this involvement, though. So that's that's an interesting like for me, like obviously there's zero evidence backing up the claims that this guy's wife is a lechuza. But the fact that he came out and like and it was just a it was a regular article and this was in the comments um, while I was, while I was researching the episode and I was like that is an interesting little story he threw in the comments. The fact that I mean it's number one hilarious that of course okay that's gonna sound sexist but I, I guess anyone would do it if you have that ability if you're in a relationship and you think someone's stepping out on you or you just want to keep tabs on someone you just turn into an owl and follow them around town that's the best way to get around without them ever being like i mean this guy clearly found out but well i just want to know like I, the whole time i'm like girl 
got some trust issues. Maybe we should talk about this instead of, you know, just transforming into an owl all the wow. time. Can't yeah, let, you know, have to. See, trust. Here's the thing I took from this. This is all on the guy. This guy is basically outing his wife as a witch and a shapeshifter. Yeah. And he's like, I stopped her from doing, causing most of the accidents, but every once in a while, oh, my wife. Yeah. Now this, this is all on this crazy guy. But is it, but is it? Cause if she's doing shit, that's like bad to people and he's like, please, you're hurting people. You shouldn't be doing this. Stop doing this. Then he's actually the hero of this story. No, he's not because he's if, like, he, if uh, she was know, that evil, he, if he was that evil, he wouldn't be calling for his common law wife. He would have left. Yeah, but see, through, he, he corrected that. Because he's scared she's going to fly after him, you yeah. know? He has to go across the country to be hidden now. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, look, and it's not like he was like, my name is this, and I live in this location, and my wife's name is this, and she's a witch. He was just stating, matter-of-factly, I'm common law married <laughs> to, to, a to a Lechuza. The fact that he even asked her, like, what's the process of this? And she's like, oh, I got to get naked first. And then I just, you know, morph into this owl thing. So I don't know, like to, if if the guy is actually talking about his real life and saying this actually happens, there you go. Lechuzas are real instantly right there. But the fact he's, that he's talking like he is tells tells me that he's full of shit. You think he's just making it up? Yeah. If he was making it up, why would he say my common law wife? That's a detail that you wouldn't just throw into a story randomly. Now you would because everybody knows because of Reddit. You have to make it sound more believable. This wasn't on Reddit, though. But that's the the culture now. Is to th- I don't think so. I don't understand how anybody would believe the story from his point of view yeah. and not feel bad for his wife that has to deal with this crazy man that's like hiding stuff from her and then paranoid that he's she's following him because there's an owl in the yard. Okay, but in the guy's story, he says, my wife is a lechuza so it's not like she should we should feel bad for the lechuza we should be like okay this guy's talking about his wife who happens to be into you know mexican witchcraft should we believe him just because he's a guy talking about his wife don't make this a sexist thing Uh which would you would be trying to get away from her yeah wouldn't you be a little bit scared you stick around then these are usually the common law because he can't get away from her so common law he's just flies he's actually married her he didn't ask to marry her all he needs because she's crazy like i if i was married to a witch i'd be scared i'm gonna start getting like you know uh dolls you know uh Sounds like if he had a cat. What are the dolls you poke? Voodoo dolls. <laughs> yeah. Voodoo dolls. Yeah, I'd be like scared. You really got a voodoo doll. Something's going to yeah. happen to you. But but look, that's that's a, a detail that if you start dating someone, right? You think first date, second date, third date, they're going to be like, oh, by the way, I'm a witch. No, that's shit you learn after you get to know the person. That's stuff that they reveal later on in the relationship. They're not going to be like, just, hey, just for the record, I transform into an owl and I fly about the town. And I will most likely watch you on your bicycle exercises. Um, that's like, so that's something that maybe after he had fallen in love with her already and he's like, well, I'm going to stick by this crazy lady anyway. I just like when he's like, you know, she'll put hexes on people. I told her she's got to knock it off. Like, come on, babe. I told you to stop hexing the neighbors. I found another bag. You did it again. Dang it. So I I don't know. I just think it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting story for me to find when I wasn't even supposed to be looking in that section. I just scroll through the comments to see what people say about it, to see if there's any like validity or if people are believing the the articles on, that I read as well. But to see that particular story, I'm like, damn, I really have to throw this in there because it's just, in, it's interesting to me that this dude came out and was just like, like kind of, kind of went through the process. He was like, oh yeah, this is happening to me. There are multiple ways of taking care of somebody that you know that turns into an owl. As long as you take care of them 
when they're there in their owl form, then they can't come back and get you again if they're a witch. See, that's where the problem you lies. You get a cat. Though. Yeah. But see, look, the the downside of this, and I didn't include this in any of the episode notes, but while looking into this episode, the sad part is that there's been countless um, people that have said that the owls are owls are actually in danger of becoming like extinct and stuff in these areas because like citizens, when they see owls in that area, just murder the owl because they think it's a Lechuza. And there was one video that came out. I think there might have been prosecution involved. I don't remember where it was. It was either in Texas or it was in um, Mexico. But of this, like these people shouting at an owl that they captured in a cage and torturing it, being like, we know you're a Lechuza. We know you're a Lechuza. And like just torturing this fucking owl. I thought, there, I thought it was like illegal to just kill an owl. Maybe out here. Maybe it was in. Uh... Because like even in Cooper Landing, my mom's friend was driving on our property one night and an owl flew down right in front of her car and she hit it. And we had to call and then she had to go to prison. No, but like they came to like take care of it because like my uncle had a gun and everything was like, you know, we could tell it wasn't going to survive and he was going to yeah. put out his misery. But like they had like the troopers or, you know, over yeah. there it could come be, and yeah. do it. And yeah. then like it was they ended up getting it um, stuffed and put in our elementary school. Weird flex. It okay. was really weird. Yeah. yeah, it was like I went through a K through eight school with 30 kids yeah. in the entire kindergarten through eighth grade. And like four of them are my cousins. So yeah, we had a dead owl that my friend's mom hit in our property. Neat. In the a school. A dumb owl because. He was trying to catch that most, car. Most owls don't get hit by cars because they're a little, they're smarter than the average. Yeah, I know. This thing came in like, like she had no time. Like it just yeah. straight in front of her car. The same I don't know thing. I was like you go see them up the close. Stuff. It's a big, big, they're a big bird. Yeah. But also when I was a kid and I, and I used to hunt with my dad, we weren't, there was a rule about not shooting owls. What's yeah. so secret about these owls that the government? Well, look at all the symbolism, to... like Bohemian Grove yeah. and Masonry. It's kind of interesting. And, yeah, owls are notorious for like wisdom, wisdom, but they also, because of the the types of animals they eat, they're known to stop the spread of disease because mm. they are. I'm surprised they can rodents. handle it and not get sick. They have different metabolisms. Like, yeah, because like, did you guys ever dissect owl pellets in school? No, my mom never brought an owl, a dead owl to the kitchen table for me to dissect. No, at school. Like yeah. in school. Oh, when were you, you find all the little skulls and stuff. You were in... homeschooled? I from from sixth grade to graduation, yeah. Oh, man. Never knew that about you. Yeah, so, no, we did, uh, like, I don't know, fourth grade. and This is what happens when you're in Alaska. Yeah, you... no, we did. It's... I've done, like, three owl pellet dissections and... Owl pellet? Yeah. They just what... bring you owl shit and be like, hey, cut into this kid. No, there's good no, stuff in there. It's like, yeah. Uh, you find like the whole bones of mice and then you have to like put them together and stuff. Yeah. You, like put them in like hot water and sit there and like smash at them and then dissect what you can find out of them for class. I, I just, I don't know what to say to that. That is like, I just I, like frogs. I, why do we have to do that? I, I hated dissected doing a that. Snake I dissected in fifth a frog. Grade. I actually I, ate, cooked and ate the snake too. It tasted great. Ugh. I've done, I've dissected Weird a frog. Homeschool kid. <laughs> no, this was in, in public school. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. O. Rest in peace. That dude, single greatest teacher of all time. What school did he teach at? Robert P. Ulrich. Never heard of it. He was, okay, in a time when teachers had to be pretty good to kids, right? Uh, this this is a teacher that old as fuck threw shoes at people if you were disrupting class. Like this dude literally terrified a lot of people. That's awesome. Yeah, but I luckily, but if if you're on his good side, then whatever. Like sounds he, just like my middle school math teacher, Mister Fetchick. Same thing. 
he was scary and on like he was like a non vet and so sometimes you'd have flashbacks and freak out and yeah. he would get if you talked in class he would like lose it but super great guy like yeah. i was on his good side and he was one of the best teachers i've ever had yeah there was like final note on the teacher segment of lala chusa uh there was mr o had a game called killer ball we're all familiar with dodgeball he put 11 year olds together and formed killer ball and uh he was the type of guy he wouldn't look at anything that was going on while he's playing he just sat like dead in the middle and watched as these kids threw balls at each other's faces and shit. There's no rules in killer ball. You just had to hit the other person. If if he thought you got hit, regardless if you got hit and you, or you didn't, and you didn't get off the the field, then he'd make you run laps. But he would never look at you. He'd never see you like straight on. He was just staring straight ahead. And I remember one time a ball flew so like close to my face, but it didn't hit me. And I just remember stopping and kind of glancing over at him, and he was staring straight ahead. I just kind of went back to playing. And he's like, Walker, take a lap. I was like, I was you like, know what it dude. was is he waits till the kids outed themselves. Yeah. And you just didn't catch it at the time. But I didn't even get hit. Like it was, it was but the you fact looked that I looked at over it. and I'm like, did he think I got hit? Yeah. And that yeah. told him everything. What he was doing is teaching you a deep meaning is like, yeah, walk it off, play it off until make it till you make it. Dude it was hilarious. I'm going to teach you all to be liars. You know, what's really weird though is after like he was terrifying in school. But when I worked at McDonald's for those years, he'd come in like every weekend on Saturdays and just read the paper. And I sat down with him. He was the sweetest old man outside of school, like the sweetest, like went to church every week. Yeah. He asked you how you're doing about it. He was like, how's your brother? How's your sister? What's going on with this? I'm like, my damn, is this the same dude? But like in that setting in school, terror, sheer terror, RIP. He passed away a couple years ago. Oof. Hit hard. But is it safe for me to assume, Christian? <laughs> That you believe in Lollachusa. I believe in large birds. You don't. Uh, so, so what do you, do you think that these people that see, like there's a few stories that weren't included in that, but if you just Google Lollachusa stories, you can find some like the ones that people say, oh, this thing literally did have an old woman's face. It was terrifying. It was, there's one that was saying it was like tormenting the house by flying over the roof constantly. And they had to figure out what they did, but they got rid of it somehow by breaking this hex or or something like that, but but that this this giant owl had the face of an old lady. Like, I could see that being something somebody would see. Yeah. Even in regular life, you know, if you do actually see an owl and it has an actual old lady's face, you might want to calmly vacate the premises True. until either that old lady owl flies away or you get your hallucination over with. One yeah. of the two. Oh, yeah, for sure that. But... Yeah, because I remember, and like a lot of stories of like brujas and stuff from from Mexico and just that culture in general. What's a bruja? It's a witch. A witch. Is it like a broomhilda type of thing? You wonder if it comes from the same root word or what is a broomhilda? I think that's just a name that, that like in Germanic tales of for witches. The, yeah, mm -hmm. or they called witches that. Yeah, I think there's a cartoon about a witch called Broomhilda. Oh, well, it could be. It probably stems from the same. Sounds like it at least, but. Yeah, I, like, I don't know, there's just, like, a lot of these Bruja stories or Broomhilda stories are pretty freaky in nature, and there's there, it doesn't leave a lot to be desired in terms of, like, paranormal. And these are, like, people that are like, no, I witnessed this, or no, this is a story directly from my mom who witnessed this firsthand or experienced this or whatever. Like, like so for me, it's, it's hard for me to look at that type of stuff and be like, oh, it's just folklore. They're just making up these stories. Well, it also makes me wonder the what the Catholic effect was on mexico's or what if you know what became mexico mm. on their folklore you know what i mean like what did catholicism 
add to their folklore to give us Lalachusa. Yeah. Because it's it's like a combination of myths. One is the ancient myth from that region combined with a little bit more Catholic, mm. a Catholic overview, like the religions. Like pray the rosary and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and it just, it's it, like what, if we could go back farther and find some of the original mythology that later the Catholics had some influence on changing a little bit. Yeah. And making it, maybe making it more evil later on when it wasn't to begin with. Maybe it was just a normal tale of that had some woman. evil overtones or some fearful overtones, but then you add um, religion into it and then it's more demon and devil and mm. going to hell type stuff. Yeah. So you don't think there's any possibility that these aren't like, this isn't folklore, but in fact, stories passed down generation to generation of something that is a real entity or is a real possibility to encounter in this world through I, I don't the see dark it. arts or whatever you want to call it. I could deal with large birds. I can't deal with bird humans or human birds. Mm. Is that just because you're judgmental towards them or is there a different, a different reason for it? I see no evidence in the world ever of human birds. Like they, they haven't found a bird skeleton that I know of with a human face or human feet. Mm. Have you found that Heather? No. So I mean, I kind of go with more of thinking of their weird large birds liberation on this topic Yeah, what and would just you... folklore. I mean, everyone has different folklore and tales from where you're around. And... Right. But the, the real question here is if you did happen upon pictures of a skeleton with half bird, half female or, or human or whatever you want to say, would you believe it or would you be like, oh, this is clearly Photoshop? So like there's no convincing you of a reality unless you personally went and discovered this thing. There would have to be a lot of records stating, you know, how this was found. Yeah. You know, the debris around, say, the skeleton, how old it was. Mm. You know, had the, is there a possibility it has been doctored at some point and then buried? You know, there's a lot, there would be a lot into it. I just can't find a way that is not more religious, religious and fear-based mm. of a human bird. Not really any kind of evidence other than how we've always depicted that stuff, you know, in ancient writings. Yeah. And why did they, why did they actually believe this stuff back then? And then we get to this modern age and we don't see any of that stuff. Well, that's that these stories are from the modern age. And that's what I'm saying is that like these people that do believe it, like, why would they believe that if they weren't actually seeing that? That's, that's where I, I get hung up on it is, is these stories are terrifying and that, yeah, sure, they're passed down generation to generation, but why would these people say that they saw half bird, half woman if they didn't? Like, you know? Well, you got to figure 20 to 50% of them are lying. Mm -hmm. Another 30, 40% are mistaken. Uh, where where are you getting this information, man? If, if you're going to say that 90% of these people are mistaken, just right off the top of your head, you got to pull some legit well, numbers. No, because if it was more than 90%, more of us would see this. Well, because like Mothman and the one, um, you know, that was in Chicago and going around, people thought it was just like a big bird. Yeah. So to me, like those stories, like, okay, it was just a big bird. Yeah. Which in You're itself mistaken. should be an it will be, impossibility. It would be terrifying too, even if it's just yeah. a real big bird. I mean, I'm scared yeah. of... There's no record of birds that big. I'm scared of a canary. Right yeah. So yeah, there's... You know, there may be stuff from the past that was that big, but other, and I think it's called a harpy eagle is like the largest bird I've seen. Mm. And 
so they they exist but some of these stories are birds bigger than that yeah if that existed that would be amazing in itself a Mm. six foot tall owl would be terrifying i mean and there's a story here in alaska of a woman being carried or they thought carried off by a large bird that is not the way you want to go no like a 30 foot wingspan i think i mean there's only one or two witnesses but they felt there's a large bird in the in the area and we know with how va- living in Alaska, how vast it is, mm-hmm. maybe something could be in the wilderness here. Just yeah. like when we go down to like Washington and you hear about Bigfoot and other things, that's another Thunderbird region. Yeah. Maybe, but. And and you could from that see how it could be taken as like a spiritual experience at that right. point. If, if you're very new, like this is something that is so far outside your realm of possibilities in the day-to-day life that when you witness it, you're almost just in awe. Right. Like this shouldn't be happening. There's no yeah. way this is a thing. If you saw a bird flying around that was big enough to pick you up mm. or at least land on you and kill you, that would be one of the scariest things. And it would change the way you look at the world. Yeah. You know, whether it caused you to see a, a human face on it or say an owl with those big eyes. Yeah. Who knows what you're going to see. And that would be a good reason to find or a good way to, to see how these myths happen. Yeah. is by a large bird but the the part ha- having an old lady part of it that just seems far-fetched to me mm. and like full disclosure i knew going into this particular topic that i it would be very hard for me to con- convince either of you that this is a legit thing that happens but being the believer that i am i do actually believe in lala Chusa. i believe in the ability of people to, to practice dark magic or witchcraft whatever you want to call it and like go into in the same way that I believe in skinwalkers and I believe in all this other stuff. Like I think if it's a ritual that's involved, I think it is possible because there's so many people that practice this kind of magic that it seems strange that they'd all just be making up stuff like being like, Oh yeah, I transform into an owl and then just go home and like watching Netflix or something. Like I believe there's people that do this stuff successfully, I should say. So I, I can't say that there aren't witches out there that also transform into owls or do anything else, you know, just from that alone. Again, it would be fun to go up to that witch wood. Yeah. And even ask their input. Yeah, I'd be like, are you aware of La La Yeah. Yeah. See if they have any stories or even just good books in there. Yeah, that could be one of our trips during our summer Summer, break. Yeah, because it's not far from Talkeetna. Mm -hmm. That's always fun to go do. Yeah. So I think that just about wraps up uh, La La Chusa, unless you guys have any any closing remarks, any uh, final words. It's a big bird. Well, there you go. Christian has apparently solved it for everyone. Not the Muppet for version, though, or the Sesame Street version. Yeah. This bird can fly. Yeah. Big True. Bird was always my homie. He was my favorite when I was a kid. Yeah. I never liked Big Bird. Yeah. I was like Oscar the Grouch. Well, that checks out. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that concludes Lala Chusa. If, Are you sure that concludes Lala Chusa? Well, I was, I was about to conclude it, and then we started talking about Sesame Street, so... So it turned into not conclusion. This is the actual conclusion of Lala Chusa. If you have a Lala Chusa account of your own, or if you're knowledgeable on these particular subjects, like Mexican folklore and stuff like that, send us an email. Let us know if there's anything like, look, I'm a pasty white guy that lives in Alaska. Okay. Not very cultured. I do my best, but only from the information I can glean from, you know, the internet. So if there's something that I missed out in particular when, when putting this episode together or something that you think should be included in this discussion like send it in via email slide into the dms whatever you want to do um, the email is the gang at the freaky and that's whether you just have opinions on it or 
you want to add some information, or even if you have an experience with Lalachusa yourself. Or an Alaskan Thunderbird. Or an Alaskan Thunderbird, apparently. We would hear that as well. Uh, Pretty much anything. If you have any paranormal experience, any thoughts on conspiracies or the like, shoot us an email. We will be in touch. Uh, Make sure if you want to see some pictures, show notes from the episodes, follow us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod for Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and then the Freaky Deaky Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Shoot Heather a message. She enjoys getting back to you guys. Yep. And for all those that were wondering, Grandma's House pictures are up on Facebook page. So if you're not following that, Juliana, you can uh, go to the Facebook page and, you know, be delighted and take a, that's right. Take a, you know, a little time, time trip there and tra- travel oh, yeah. back to the 70s, see my grandmas. <laughs> you know, on, one other, on social media platform, sometimes if, like on our TikTok, so sometimes that's not me on there. Hmm. If it's not me, it's going to be Mandy helping out. So that's right. Shout say to hi Mandy. to Mandy. Yeah, thanks for helping run the TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. We got a whole squad helping out. So that's, yeah. we do. that's good. And if you want to be a part of that squad and help out, what you can do is, uh, you know, leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, tell your friends, tell your family, anyone that's interested in the freaky deaky in general. Yeah. Just share it around. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to grow the show a little bit. We got merch and stuff available on the yeah, website. Get some sweet merch, wear yeah. it around, tell your friends. And that's, and that's not a cash grab. That's really just, I love designing stuff. I love branding. I love design and wearing stuff. You know, we wear our own merchandise is pretty much it. Like we because I love Scott's designs. Like. Yeah. And so I just, uh, you know, we thought it'd be a good idea to be like, hey, if other people want this, you know, if they do end up purchasing, then we're just going to use that money to reinvest into the studio, get everything off the ground here. We're pretty much complete with the studio. The only thing we need at this point is carpet and furniture. Yeah, we're sitting on milk crates right now in the corner. Camp chair. Uh, <laughs> camp it's, chair is a folding table. It's um, not that bleak, but yes, I have a nice desk chair, but you guys are on. We're sitting here whining as we're reading notes from digital tablets in various forms. Yeah. Actually, maybe not various. They might all be iPads. But if we're sounding a little better, it's because we all finally are on the same mic. So that's exciting news. That and, is you true. Know, like I said, this isn't going to us. Uh, we Everybody's still doing full-time jobs and grinding this out on our little side hustle for yeah. something to do. We just like this topic. I want to share it with you guys. So Yeah. I just like to talk. I don't know if you've noticed. Christian, I've known you for about, what, five years, four years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've noticed. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Tell the homies. Tell your mom. And we'll see you next time. Word to your mother.